0: Hello and welcome to The 100 Podcast. Zen Charlie here with you. Hope you're well. Today we're continuing our team preview series for the 2023 edition of The 100, previewing every single men's and women's side today. It's the double champions of The 100. Oval Invincibles women. Charlie, there have been two Teams in the women's hundred the last couple of years, the Southern Brave, the unbeatable Southern Brave, who've been defeated twice in the final by the unbeatable Overland Invincibles. This is a powerhouse of a cricket team, threatened, of course, by this new draft system where player retention and player signings are slightly different. So it's going to be interesting to see how they transition into this new phase. Having won two tournaments in a row, but there's a lot of talent in this team. There
1: is, Alongside the Southern Brave, you felt that the Invincibles were a team that had the most to lose from the draft format because they had both stockpiled an awful lot of talent. In fact, a disproportionate amount of talent. So you felt like the draft could potentially completely gut them. But as it turns out, this side field was incredibly familiar. They have got pretty much all of the major players from their victorious first two seasons still in place. I or to have clearly moved on, but for the most part, they're all very much still intact. They've also managed to navigate some of the drama of last season the likes of Marazin Kapp and Daneva Nekerk had. Um, With some of the backroom staff, that seems to have been completely skized over and completely fixed, frankly, because Vanika returns as captain, Farazan Kap returns too, as does Susie Bates, who her selection and decision to make her captain was kind of what prompted the whole drama in the first place. So whatever happened last year has clearly been sorted out. Everyone's happy and willing to be back. It looks like a serious team Yes, again.
0: I'm going to put a disclaimer here, and I think we've discussed this on the podcast before, and I think we should just move move on from this because we've had the discussion. But I do think there are concerns about the way the Oval uh use the draft system and uh, had a couple of players maybe uh, not enter the draft and eventually get picked up. I don't love tactics like that. Um, for, for me, it didn't feel right, and I get it from a player' stand of view. You want to stay with your franchise you uh, you want to stay away are successful and have that you know have that certainty we're not big fans of the way that went about things but right now there's a cricket team out there and the very good one and let's start with that top order and we've mentioned a lot of the big names there but that that top 5 specifically Bates Winfield Hill van Niekerk, Kik and Cap there's just just so much quality throughout that side and you know Lauren Winfield Hill last year averaged 54 in the tournament um, and obviously shed three not outs, but but had a good year. Susie Bates struck at 146. Um, Alice Capsey is just a fantastic cricketer. We know the quality of Danny Van Nierkirk. And as I've said before, Marzell and Cap is the greatest T20 cricketer of all time on the women's side of things. Oh, there's not there's no much more to say than that, is there, Charlie, apart from the fact that uh, that, that batting up has got pretty much everything apart from a left-hander. Yeah,
1: do you know what? Sometimes I genuinely have little to say on this podcast. And that's only ever when the players are all just so good. Anything I say is kind of redundant and superfluous. Like what 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 more? You don't need me if you're listening to this podcast to tell you that oh Deneva Neekock is good at cricket, Marizanne is good at cricket, Susie Bates is good. You know, what what what's the point? Like you know they're all quality. It's the best top five of the competition for me. There's not much of a debate to be had there. I'd like a left-hander. I really would like a left-hander. But when all the right-handers you have are that good, I'm not really going to complain too much.
0: Yeah, and I, I do think there's lots of experience there as well, which I think is crucial because the batting depth is where I think we start having conversations about this side. What's also great, of course, is Dana Van Nierkirk. And we, we don't know how Van Nierkirk going to quite transition off the injury she's had. Obviously, difficult period and um, being out of the South Africa side for reasons that I, I think are a little bit silly. Um, at the very least. So, you know, I think she's going to have to bounce back from that. We we know she can. But she bowls great leggies. Alice Capsey bowls very useful. off Spin and Marazine Cap is, uh, again, the greatest teacher and cricketer of all time on the women's side of things. I've said this a million times. But also bowls a pretty vicious um, swing bowling in the power play and is very good at the death. So you get three frontline bowling options there, um, which is also really lovely. And I think then maybe we can extend the debate into – do they are they able to play an extra batter because i think the batting depth is where we have issues they brought in Cadelia Griffith um into the side we're projecting she'll bat at 6 Maddie Villiers at 7 Paige Schofield at 8 good players just not quite the batting depth if you lose early wickets where you feel a 100% confident Maddie Villiers has you know scored some runs pretty quickly but yeah i i do think that lack of batting depth might might make me consider playing Kira Chatley, who we didn't have, we don't have in the side yet, over one of the bowlers and backing the back, backing the bowling options you have. So they might have to play around this middle and lower order just to quite maximise the batting depth and the, the bowling options that they might want for this tournament.
1: I think the one change that we could potentially make here is bringing Kira Chatley in for Paige Schofield, potentially. I but might go
0: for uh, Ryan. There's, there's an interesting debate. I think it's either Paige Schofield, who I would personally want to keep, I think, but or Ryan and McDonald Gay, or someone like that, just because you you back the bowling options you have. But the, the good thing, of course, is they do have Kira Chatley, who you could bring in. So it's good that you can have these discussions. But you know, that batting depth, I think, is a potential problem.
1: Maybe. I don't think I agree it's as much of a problem, to be honest. I think Cordelia Griffith has been playing very well for the Sunrises this year. I feel very confident about what she can bring to the side, moving over from the Manchester Originals. I think she's a good player of a lot to offer. Maddie Villiers, maybe at seven, isn't, you know, I prefer her at eight. I feel like a little bit more comfortable, perhaps, with that, but I still think she's a very good hitter down the order, and I feel pretty confident in that too. So, look, I... I, I you could maybe have the extra batter, like we like we said, if Chatley comes in, you feel that like a little bit better, perhaps. But I, I think you can tweak the balance depending on the situation and your opposition on the conditions of the ground you're playing at. But I think they're all good players and contribute. I'm personally not nearly as concerned about the batting depth here as I am with some other sides in this competition.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. And look, according to the Griffith played played pretty well in the Charlotte Edwards Cup, averaging 34, um, no knockouts in that. So, you know, it's not, not boosted too much. Striker only at 107. But, you know, th- there's been some big scores in the one day stuff uh, made 92 against the Southeast Stars in a bowling attack. that included Fred Davies, Ronald McDonald Gay, Kalia Moore, Paige Schofield, Bryony Smith, Alice Davidson Richards, Daniel Gregory. So, um, so some some good bowlers in that attack. and um, so you know, I I I think you like the options you have there. Um so you know, maybe you're one bat short, but the nice thing is you have the flexibility there. So Pretty excited about what they can do batting-wise, and, you know, we can debate whether we want to give Kira Chatley a game. But I think that really depends potentially on how fit um, and a Nierkirk is to bowl 20 deliveries a game. We will see. Let's move on to the bowling attack. And I think when we start with the seamers here, Charlie, obviously we've got Marazan Cap, who's a gun. And um, you've got um, Eva Gray, who had a fantastic hundred last year. Really broke out, eight wickets at twelve point six two, economy at five point nine four. She was fantastic, and I think especially with a new ball. Um, that 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 tandem of Cap and, and and Eva Gray is fantastic. And then you've got Paige Page Schofield and Ryan and McDonald Gay. And McDonald Gay was quite expensive last year, economy at ten point six five. Didn't get trusted too much of the ball, but you think this year, give will probably be given a few more opportunities.
1: I think so too. She's looked good for England A when she's played for them. She's clearly a bowler with a lot of potential and a very high ceiling. And I think especially given the injury of Tash Farron again, which is a huge loss for them. I think this is going to be the year that they give that responsibility to Rana McDonald Gay and say, this is yours, do your thing. Because I think she's got the talent to to really step up and show what she can do. Then you've obviously got Sophia Smale as well, who was superb last year with her slow left arm bold, spectacularly well, really exciting breakout player, one of the biggest breakouts across the competition, I would say. I think, again, she's got a big role to play in this side, plenty of responsibility on her, but I think we know now. That she can absolutely do it and step up. Eva Gray as well on a soccer back too as well. She was a superb last year. I think she was a joint high take or second, very high for them, like a really pivotable player for them. Again, they've got this really nice core here of young either recently broken out players or players who are just about to break out in their bowling attack and that's really exciting because that's gonna serve them incredibly well for the next five ten years to go in this competition that core of smale gray mcdonald gay is just going to be the heartbeat of this side in the years to come and it's really impressive that they've locked that in now
0: yeah, and you think, okay, you've got Cap and Gray with the new balls. Sophia Smell's been excellent. Dana van Nierkert's class. Um, Capsie, Villiers can offer you something with her off spin. Obviously, like what Ronald McDonald Gay can give you, and Paige Schofield can bowl as well. Can I also just um shout out Claudie Cooper as well, who we're not sure if she's gonna play for this side, but we we have her um we have her as a player to watch, at least on my end, um, bowl pretty well. And the Charlotte Edwards Cup this year, comrade rate of 6.21, and four wickets and 14 overs at 21.75. Obviously, it's a smallish sample size, but young player... Who I think could offer something, and maybe you know you want to bring her in for a pace Schofield, or you want to add an extra extra bowling uh, option on the spin side of things, which I'm not sure you need with Villiers and Caps in the side. But but that's the nice thing is you have Claudia Cooper probably sitting on the bench, when she could be playing hundred cricket for another side. And also you have Beth Langston, um, who who can offer offer a little bit more pace as well, who we also have on the bench. So. You, you feel really nice about the the depth they have on the bowling side and the the fact that they have Daniel van Nierkirk and Marazan Cap the top order and then you have all of these bowling options makes you feel pretty good and I do think that means that they can just play the players in form they can match up against other sides I, I just I just feel really good and I think cap gray Smale, Van Nierkirk four I think your are options you can really really depend on and they've got Mcdonald Gay Alice Capsi, Maddie Villiers, and Schofield to back that up. I I, I can't, especially when you have options on the bench, I cannot speak highly enough of this bowling attack, best in the competition, for my money.
1: I would have to agree. I know it seems pretty obvious to say that the team that's won the competition the last two years in a row has the best bowling attack. It seems pretty obvious, right? But it's frankly true. I just can't look past them. I can't, in all good faith tell you that this is not the best bowling attack in the competition. They've got so many bases covered here, so much quality. It's just a really well put together team. I cannot really criticise it in any non-nitpicky way.
0: I'm excited to see what they're going to be able to do um, this year in the tournament. I really do think that the sky is the limit. And also um, worth mentioning, I think uh, Lizzie Scott, um, who's also on the bench for this side, bowling uh, pretty well um, for the uh, for Diamonds uh, in domestic cricket. Um, Seema um, might challenge a couple of other players playing on the same team as Beth Langston. Seven wickets in the Charlotte Edwards uh, Cup this year, averaging twenty-one, coming at six point three nine. This team goes deep. This is this roster stacked. Uh, there, there are three bowlers on the bench at are hundred level. I I I really like to see this. He's got to get a game. Uh, and the fact that you have Chatley there as well. You have batting depth. You have bowling options. I, I don't know where the weakness is. Look, I think if you get early wickets against them, that's the way you have to play. I think you have to go after them. Because if you can get down to the likes of Griffith, Villiers, Schofield early, you have some options. But I think that's the only way you really attack the side is with the new ball. I think that's where the, the only weakness lies. And it's not really a weakness because you've got Bates, Winfield, Hill, Van Cap. So this team is stacked we talked a lot about um, some players to watch. I think Eva Gray is a rising star. Let's put her up there. we talked to her a little bit, but I think a fantastic cricketer who's going to play for England soon. Um, Charlie, we, we have talked to pretty much every single player they have at this point, but, but who is your player to watch?
1: Yeah, it, it's difficult for me to say something that I haven't already said here, but I'm going to go for Rihanna MacDonald-Gay. I think she has looked very promising for Southie's stars now for a while in the England A setup, I just think with the absence of Tash Farrett, a lot is going to fall to her to step up and fill those shoes and show what she can do. She's clearly a very talented cricketer. I think this is going to be her breakout season. I can just feel it.
0: Vibe checked. I think the Oval Invincibles are a really good cricket side. I do think you might argue that the Southern Brave, Mandana and Wyatt maybe have a bit more dynamic options at the top of the order. That might be fair, but... Unless you take early wickets against this team, you're in for a long, long day because the bowling attack comes in waves and in quality. The top five is a, a fantastic unit. You maybe are a little bit concerned they have no left handed batters. And, you know, can you really pummel them with spin? Especially Birmingham Phoenix or some with lots of lots of left arm spinners or leggies. Can you pummel them with spin and see how they get on? But I think it's the best side in the competition. I think they're my favorites to win the whole thing.
1: I can't disagree. I cannot disagree. The only way this team gets skittled is, is with, say, Phoenix or the Leggies, because the, the lack of left handers is the one flaw I could potentially pull out from this team. But as we said, the quality of the right handers is so good, I almost feel like it doesn't really matter. You got who and more than capable of hitting against the spin in this team. So look, they had a team to beat, no question about it. Would not be at all surprised if they make
0: it three title-winning seasons on the trot. So the Overland Invincibles women's team, best team in the competition for our minds, but let us know what you think at Podcast 100 on X or Twitter or whatever you want to call it at the moment. Look, we're doing a team preview for every single men's and women's side. You can find our preview for the Overland Invincibles men's team right now on this feed and plenty of other teams we've already done and teams we will do in the future. For now, thank you so much for listening. We'll speak to you next time.